and welcome to another annoyingly introspective episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for over five years. Yeah. I'm a Tiny Habit Certified Coach. I'm a Thrive Global Certified Coach. Ooh. And uh, I am here to inspire you and maybe even inspire the person sitting right next to me on their health journeys. Who are you, person Donald next to me? Donald Weigel, Hello. and I'm inspired by you every day. Um, and I have been married to you for almost 25 years. Whoa! And we've been doing this podcast for a little over five years now. And uh, we are here to talk about the fact that uh, we have both lost a bunch of weight. I've lost about 100 pounds, kept it off for about five years now. And uh, we are here to talk about it. Yep. And on last week's episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've actually even talked about it as being last week's episode, even though we recorded it 10 minutes ago. Why do you tell people that? Because it's fun to find out behind the magic. Make it sound like it's been a week since we recorded this. I don't know. There are people, there are other podcasters I know who are like, well, I just spend a day podcasting and I record eight episodes in a day and I don't know how people do it. Yeah, I don't. Eight eight in a day is a lot. Like, I think the most we've ever done in a day was three. Yeah, and that was a lot. And I think I had a lot of coffee by the end of it. I was a little, uh, little wacky there. There at the end. Yeah, look, the two of us obviously love to talk, like if you've, <laughs> if you've heard. <laughs> Maybe you don't realize this, but we love to talk. But it is uh, it, it is surprisingly tiring yeah. to uh, – I wonder how many calories podcasting is burning. <laughs> I think very few. We were watching, Probably not We were much. watching Lego Masters the other day oh, on yeah. our wild uh, holiday uh, yeah, spree. We are wild We are wild. Yeah, are wild. Yeah. And, but they had – it was Lego Masters. And, and for some reason, they were putting Legos on NASCARs as – you do, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. that's that's a thing. And Donald, I remember, turned to me and was like, "Well, you know, I've actually heard that you know it takes a lot of athleticism to to be a race car driver." To be a race car driver. And then I was yeah. like, "Well," and again, I went into like, "Must be nice, boy. If only I could, you know, race NASCAR <laughs> as I want to do, that would be yeah." Well, great. you'd have to have have some sort of a desire to do it first of all, and then actually do the work to, it takes to become a driver. Well, here's maybe a question I need to save for Jeff Gordon, but. Could I listen to audiobooks while doing NASCAR? I don't know. Do you do NASCAR? Is yeah, that what you I think, do? I think you do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, just in case you don't know, Lego Masters is a show where people build uh, things with Legos as a competition show. Yeah. Elimination competition show. So. <laughs> We uh, th- this is the high highbrow yeah. television that we like to watch Absolutely. when Masterpiece Theater isn't on. So yeah, yeah, that, those are the only two shows <laughs> we watch: Masterpiece Theater and Lego Masters. Uh, that's it. Uh, so last week we uh, we dove into an article by JoLynn Brawley uh, on a website called YourTango.com, and the title of the article is 15 Questions to Ask Yourself Before Starting Your Weight Loss Journey." Yeah, but you can start already. So yeah. don't. <laughs> this is where we take umbrage. Our first thing is don't wait. So as we have done with uh, a lot of other episodes, we like getting other people's input. You know, we we have not figured everything out, and I learn stuff every day. And there are there are some things in this article, uh, especially in our next episode. I'm going to tease next week's episode. Whoa, we the, haven't even done that one yet. The, the final five questions that 
that really sort of blew my mind. Um, this episode is, um, uh, you know, she asked five great questions, but um, I think Catherine and I have a little bit more uh, contention with with some of the things that she says in these. But I think it's still important to hear other people's points yeah. of view. And, you know, even though Catherine and I might disagree with some of the ways that she phrases things in this article or or some of the concepts that she throws uh, fourth, I think there's still there's still a question behind the question that is worth asking, and I think it's also highly possible that that the question that that she asks will resonate highly with you, and if that if it does, then fantastic, you take what you can from it and and you run with it. Well, and to tack onto that, I think too part of this is really, and I, I think what I've done over the last five years is not just take one person's opinion as gospel or fact, but ask myself, how does this make me feel? Do does this feel like something that I agree with or right. not? And the more we can crystallize our position on things, the more we can advocate for ourselves and not just be a victim to like, well, this one person said, if I don't do it this way, then I can't do anything. I read, and and to say I read a book, I thought about reading a book uh, <laughs> about five years ago, a parenting book. I guess yeah. maybe that says a lot. But at the beginning of the book, it said, whatever you do, don't start working on any aspect of this until you've read the whole book. And really got me to not read it because I would like actionable steps as I'm going through the process. So even though this article says, figure out your entire life before you eat a carrot, basically, we're saying eat a carrot or two, take a short walk while you're listening to this and really ruminate on these questions and see how they apply in your life. And another thing to keep in mind, and one thing that I have, I've learned is that oftentimes when somebody presents me with an idea, if I am immediately, if I immediately reject that idea, sometimes it's because it's hitting too close yeah. to home and it's hitting on a truth that I don't want to face. And so I have, I have learned to sometimes take my initial reaction and really think about why am I rejecting this idea? Is it something that I've truly thought through or is it because it is presenting me with a question that I don't want to have yeah. to face in my life? And, and I have learned and grown from being able to do that uh, more often than not. Yeah, which is also super annoying. Like being introspective all the time, it can be really annoying, but also leads to growth, which in the end is a good thing. Absolutely. So as we said in the last episode, our weight is a symptom of an issue. It is yeah. not the problem itself. And so her first question today, which is our question today, yeah. is, and I, I don't love it. It's a little woo-woo, but here we go. Have I healed the root of what made my body fat? Okay, simmer down. Uh, but no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think the, the, act, the way I would prefer to ask that is, do I understand why I have an issue with my weight, which is maybe, you know, I haven't healed the root of all the things. I think movies actually, I'm taking the movie industry to task right now. Oh boy, that industry pays your bills. (laughs) It does actually, I should be kinder. But I used to think like, okay, if I figured out like, oh, well, I was bulimic because of blah, or, oh, I felt shame in eating in front of other people that I would just cry it out and then be fine. 
But it turns out just going back over your history and figuring out where it started doesn't actually help you change your habits and behaviors today. It makes you aware of your past and maybe gives you some closure on that, but it doesn't actually take away the responsibility you have right now to change your habits and behaviors. And and I think that the, uh, the, you know, overarching theme, the recurring theme in a lot of these questions is that people oftentimes just want to be given a a diet plan or an exercise plan and be told to go. And I think that for me, what really uh, got to the heart of it, what really was the, the, the thing that made me successful in this was really asking myself the whys behind. Yeah. And, and not that, you know, she says, have you healed the root of what caused you to be overweight? Now, I don't, I don't think that you can just do that and then start your plan. But I think the idea for me is to keep in mind all of these questions like, why are you secret eating? Why are you emotional eating? Why are you binge eating? And, And really try and get to the heart of those things and try and fix those things, heal those things. As you are doing this, because that's really what's going to, you know, implement lasting change. Right. And I, I I said this on the last episode, I didn't realize that I had a huge problem with boundaries yeah. and emotional eating. I thought I just really liked food and life wasn't fair. So recognizing what prompts the behavior and then This whole process is about actively working to create new patterns of behavior and take responsibility with new habits to replace old patterns. So before I'm mad at work, I'm going to go eat because nobody values my contribution. Now it's, wow, I'm really upset right now. I don't know how to voice my uh, my emotions, what I need to do or what would benefit me is to go for a five-minute walk and get some space for my feelings. Not like I say that as I'm walking out the door to go take a walk. But that's how changing my behaviors and habits have impacted my response to stressors. So it's not like, okay, well, I used to emotionally eat, and now I do not have emotions, and so I do not emotionally eat. But that bringing that awareness to old patterns helps us decide how we're going to manage it now as grown-up adults. And not to get off on an emotional eating tangent, but you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, sort of echoing what Catherine just said. It's not that I don't still have the desire to emotionally eat, but I'm aware when I'm doing it. When I, when I am upset about something, I still very often have the urge to, I want to eat a treat to comfort myself, but it's, I catch myself doing it and I call myself on my own, on my own lies and and that is you know i still might do it sometimes but i'm doing it with eyes wide open but more often than not i don't do it because i realize that that i'm trying to trick myself so to speak into an excuse to eat something that isn't on my plan yeah so the next question and and these this sort of all ties in is do i have a weight loss mindset and the, the author sort of jokes, at least I think it is a joke. She says, the fact is that mindset is 92.8% of the puzzle of achieving full success on your weight loss journey. And, you know, 
I don't know where 92.8% comes from. I, I think that's a joke, but um, the, she says some things in the article that I don't agree with about if you have a weight loss mindset, then everything becomes like struggle free and easy. Yeah. She's <laughs> and, like, and fun. And, <laughs> and, like, fun. Eh. and, and you know, it has never been struggle free or easy or fun. I mean, look, there are some things that are fun. Um, uh, you know, I, I, we need a fun montage. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a montage. I definitely actually enjoy, you know, like rebounding and, and, uh, you know, watching uh, television or going on long walks with Catherine. Like I, that actually is fun to me. Um, but, uh, and, you know, maybe there are, you know, there are exercises and activities that are, that are fun for you. Maybe fun for you is, is prepping your meals for your week. But anyway, I'm, I, I digress. But the, the point for me behind this question is that, uh, again, I think that people just want to be, be told in sort of a paint by numbers fashion, like what to do. And I think that adjusting your mindset and working on things like boundaries and working on things like giving yourself a growth mindset and working on how you talk to yourself, like talking to yourself in a positive, kind way, those are things that I think that that people don't talk about. I think most personal trainers and health and fitness people are just like, you know, no pain, no gain. You yeah. just have to do it. Like you just have to suck it up and get out there and do it. And I think that adjusting your mindset so that you're, you're thinking about your health and fitness as you're planning all of your activities throughout your life um, is a big adjustment that has helped me um, achieve the goals that I've achieved. Well, and I think for me, the question that actually replaces the weight loss mindset might be, do I have an adaptable mindset? Because she talks about, you know, are you meal planning and portioning out and getting in your workout without fail. Nothing is without setbacks. And that being adaptable, what can I get done today? What can I ask of myself? Is this a time for weight loss or maintenance? Being able to ask all of those questions and seeing it as there there is no finish line. We did an episode uh, called There Is No Finish Line. Being able to cultivate new habits and behaviors matter. And the big thing when I started five years ago, the big thing I thought to myself was, what would happen if I pushed past my setbacks? What would happen if I didn't stop weighing in? What yeah. would happen if I didn't stop tracking? And really pushing past that, like, this isn't about having a weight loss mindset. It's about having a mindset that I'm not giving up on myself. And, and you know, uh, Catherine Weigel has said this uh, most often. Catherine Weigel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> so uh, formal. Absolutely. Has said this most often. But, you know, for me, it is is asking yourself another question that's not in the article, but <laughs> so many questions. Like, what would a healthy and fit person do in this situation, and and what would a healthy and thin per thin person do to achieve their goals? And and keeping that question in mind as you're trying to to develop and plan and just even go throughout your day, you know, that to me is having a weight loss mindset. I like it. All right. So the next question she asks is, who is the coach in my corner? And for her, she is a weight loss coach. So I think she's saying me, I am the weight loss coach in your corner. But what I would reframe this as is, who has your back in this? What podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? What, you know, foods do you have around you? I know that the, um, you know, it's been said before, you become like the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. But you become like the foods you eat and the music you listen 
listen to and the people you surround yourself with? Do you actually have people who are supporting your active lifestyle? And do you have a community of people who have similar goals? Yeah, and there can be a certain amount of comfort in hanging out with people who also are saying things like, I'm a couch potato, or, you know, I've, I'm going on the seafood diet. When I see food, oh, oh, oh. I eat it, like, et cetera. <laughs> they hang out with uh, dad joke people. <laughs> yeah, with that, yeah, people who tell dad jokes. Those are the best people in the world, actually. But what we're asking you to ask yourself is, do you need external accountability? And do you need to find some people who, who have a growth mindset or a weight loss mindset And are you spending time with people who are helping you grow? And maybe for you, maybe a a weight loss coach is actually the way to go. Um, Not to not to turn this into an advertisement for Walt Place, but, you know, maybe a group like We Only Look Thin Place that Catherine runs or or some other group or a, you know, some other weight loss coach or Catherine Weigel as a coach. Um, All of those things, you know, maybe you do need that or maybe you just need to, you know, to like Catherine said, maybe you just need to adjust the articles you're reading online and the podcast you're listening to and, and you know, get some other voices in your head that are going to be positive and, and move you forward in the direction you want to move. Right. And that can take the form, too, of taking a class, taking a fitness class, joining yeah. a running group. There's so many different ways that we can find support and we can have coaches both virtually and in person. So are you turning to the right people? Do you have the right people in your corner? Because not everyone in our lives is going to be that support for us. And, and maybe you think you're a lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But, but maybe you're not really, you know, and, and really think about like, would some, uh, would some outside accountability, would some help actually be helpful to you? And, you know, you know, I spent so much of my life thinking that I could just figure this out, that if I really just put my mind to it, I could figure it out. And and it really took a lot of other outside sources and experts. And it's been really helpful to me to keep looking for more outside sources and experts to to maintain and, and keep going. Exactly. So the next question in the article, we are up to uh, question nine. Number nine. Question uh, uh, four for this episode. Can I clearly see my healthy weight loss end goal? And, you know, this is another one where I think that for some people, it is really important to be able to envision what your life is going to be like when you achieve your goal. I think for other people, and this is me editorializing, I I would change this to envision your end goal, but also set smaller achievable goals and smaller achievable successes that you can meet benchmarks along the way so that you get that satisfaction and you keep building and building towards the longer end goal. Well, and I think when we're kids, you know, to sort of counter what Donald just said, when we're we're kids, not me, but kids might go like, I want to be married. I'll wear a white dress and I'll be married. And Right. And, okay, so so you want to be married, but like, what do you actually want? When you're a kid, you don't think about that. When you think about like, I'm going to be in business, I'm going to have a corner office, and I'm going to be in a corner in an office. That's not the end goal. That's kind of the fantasy vision. But what kind of person do you want to be? Because just saying, well, I want to be thin, what you actually want is 
flexibility and confidence and boundaries and a better relationship with food? What kind of person are you becoming? How are you investing in yourself? And so that end goal, like for me, I mean, I don't even know if I have an end goal right now other than I want to feel good when I wake up in the morning. I want to be proud of the decisions that I make. I want to be able to eat foods that I enjoy in a way that doesn't sabotage me. So it's not this sort of like, okay, and here's my wedding day, and now I don't know what to do with it. And that's what I did before. I would think about that finish line and, okay, now I'm the weight that I am and everything's fixed, but it turns out we're still being presented with challenges and, you know, potential cakes and pies. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't stop. No, for sure. And, and so I think that that the what you want to do is to ultimately try and strike that that balance and and walk that tightrope between, you know, we've talked recently about I want to lose 50 pounds is an aspiration. And so you envision, you know, yourself having lost the 50 pounds and and what that would be like and i think that it is it is important and helpful to have that in your head but what is probably more important is to to actually whittle that down into a specific you know okay so i want to lose 50 pounds so what are some things yeah. i can do and what are some small things i can do right now that that i can get started on what are some goals i can set that i can achieve you know maybe today yeah. maybe in the next minute like okay i'm starting at zero i've done nothing okay what is one thing i can do well i could go for a 5 minute walk right now or a 2 minute walk or a 1 minute walk or i can do something i can i can eat one vegetable today like maybe you're somebody who has eaten no vegetables or no fruit or you know you you do nothing but indulge in treats all the time i can eat one meal that is calorie sensible like today you know, break it down into smaller goals. And when you achieve that goal, then you can move on to another goal, celebrate that success and and continue moving until it snowballs into more and more successes, which is what I did and what I think Catherine did um, until we eventually, you know, we've got many, many, many things that we do in our lives every day, but start small and move forward and just achieve the goals that you can achieve right now. Okay, so we are bringing you home with question number 10. What are all the things that could stand in my way, stop me, or slow me down? Now, life. Ever, just you could, you could make it just a short list and make it the word life. She talks about making an exhaustive list, like actually writing down with pen and paper all of the things that might get in your way. Yeah, and if- in, in her opinion, in the article, she is very adamant that actually writing it down is is important, and and I think that it certainly could be um, to actually make a list of these things with your actual hand and a pen and a paper. And you know, there there I have heard throughout my life that that writing things down really does you know make them stick and sink in. So a reframe of that question is, what are all the excuses you make 
for not doing it now. Yeah. And that's kind of where I hit it of like, what could get in my way? Well, work is crazy and I forgot my lunch and I don't cook and I'm vegetarian and I have kids. I'm single. I live alone. I live with others. I work from home. I work in an office. Like every problem has a person on the other side saying that if only they didn't have that, then they could do it. Yeah. And the more we see that we can make as many excuses as we want and be a victim of circumstance, the the more we can let go of that and ask the big question. Again, this is the question 700 on the 10 <laughs> list that we're doing. Exactly. Is what can you do with what you have? How can you adapt? How can you make this work? And when we start seeing that someone out there is making it work despite the setback, despite that X factor, the more we see like, okay, I can either live with my excuses and not do anything, or I can make a small step in the right direction. And it's scary to know that like, you know, if we get the big, you know, sign that says, nope, it's impossible because of your ethnicity and your age and your marital status. And yeah, your like, genetics. You're like- right. You're just a victim. Like that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, secret eating cookies behind the cabinet. Like, well, you know, like all middle-aged women, you know, who live in Los Angeles of Polish heritage sure do secret eat cookies behind doors. Like, that's not a thing. That's an excuse. Yeah, it, it it can be so much easier to absolve ourselves of responsibility by by allowing all of these excuses to get in the way of of saying to yourself, you know, that there are there are just circumstances beyond my control and if if all of the circumstances on are beyond your control, then you don't have any power to make any changes. And, right. and in some ways, that's easy and freeing. It, it can also lead you to be miserable. And really, here's the secret. It's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there may be some people out there who have circumstances that are just preventing them. Like, you know, I, I'm sure. But for most of us, you know, their excuses that we're making. And if Catherine and I can find a way to do this, you know, from the places where we were seven years ago to the place where we are now, I trust me, you can too. Like we're not special. <laughs> like you have it in you to do it if we have it in us to do it. Exactly. Well, and in the article, she talks about writing down everything that could get in your way and then coming up with a solution for each of them. And that's that's crazy banana pants. I will say it. That is that is so much like I don't even know where to start with this. And that's where having a support group or, you know, listening to podcasts that can help you kind of work through issues because things are going to come up. There are X factors that you don't even expect that like you couldn't like, well, what if I'm mauled by a grizzly bear? Like, uh, like you don't have to come up with every single thing in the whole world, but realizing like who might have an answer for me? Who has been through this experience before? What could I Google on the internet that might help point me in the right direction? When we start realizing that 
there are resources out there that might be able to support us when we do have setbacks, the less frightening it is when something does happen. And part of what she says, which I I do agree with, there we go, I'm in support, is she (laughs) talks about those blind spots that we can't see in our own lives, in our own problems. And the more we can reach out to the right people who might have a solution or a different reframe that can help us through the issue, like the better it feels to know like this isn't the end of my story. I might need to adapt and change my expectations of myself, but it really does matter to know that we are just working toward becoming the kind of people who don't give up on ourselves, who are able to spring back after setbacks and holidays and family things and illnesses, and that we do really care about ourselves enough to not see a setback as failure, but just another step on the stone to moving forward into becoming the kind of person that you want to be. Yes, indeed. And another step uh, in becoming the person that you want to be is to continue to listen to this podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We are grateful for each and every one of you. And all of our episodes are available wherever you found this one. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And we are also available anytime on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for join our support group. To find out more about Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, it's a Facebook-based accountability group for women. It is an amazing place for coaching, for feedback, and for insights on issues with women who are in similar situations. We have women doing all different kinds of plans. We are plan agnostic. We have people who are single and married and expats and all over the world who are there to support you in your health and fitness goals and to help cheer you on because this is a daunting process. And for me, I didn't know I needed the support and fellowship of others until I had it. And now I know how vital it is for me. There are two subscription options for uh, Wolt Place that you can look at. One is a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial or a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. Yeah, and you can see if uh, Catherine Weigel is uh, and the other uh, the women in Wolt Place are the coaches in your corner that you need that we talked about earlier. Um, also, you can interact with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And uh, we can receive emails, if you can believe that, at <laughs> weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We have the technology. Um, we enjoy compliments. We enjoy episode suggestions. And we can answer your questions. Uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you are feeling generous, you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and or a review. Not only does it help us know that what we're doing is making a difference, but it also helps others find our podcast. And we would super duper appreciate the shout out. Absolutely. And another type of shout out we would appreciate would be if you would just tell somebody about the show. We 
are grateful for word of mouth. Word of mouth is one of the best ways in which the show grows. When when you tell somebody in your life that you enjoy our show or that you get something out of it, that is meaningful to them, and, and we would be grateful. Um, also, we appreciate shout-outs in any online groups uh, that where it might be appropriate um, in Facebook, on on um, AOL. AOL. <laughs> Well, I couldn't think of anything. Uh, Discord. Um, uh, all I Reddit. Wanna, uh, Reddit. Oh my goodness! All I wanted to say was Fandango, and I don't know where Fandango, Fandango. was coming from. Um, uh, but yes, give us a shout out on Fandango or Reddit, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we would be grateful. So when you're trying to give us a shout out and you can't decide whether to compare <laughs> us to Lego Masters or Masterpiece Theater, just remember the important thing is that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. Asian, 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 Asian. On Fandango. <laughs> The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.